Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and the worldwide improv community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today we're jumping back into our A to Z of improv series focusing on the letter F with our guest, Emma T. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and delve back into our A to Z series focusing on the letter F. And now it's time to delve back into our A to Z and today we are looking at the letter F with our fantastic returning guest, it's Emma T. Hello, when I say Emma, you say T, Emma T. Emma T. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. It's a oh, delight to be here. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back. Yeah, I'm excited to to chat all things letter F with you. A surprise, a surprise to me what the what the what the letter <laughs> F holds. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So the letter F is an interesting one because when I originally put the A to Z thing out ages ago, over a year ago now, um, some of the letters got loads of responses, and when I have come to whittle things down i've had to sort of work really hard to get some of them down to sort of a roughly 10 list but f was a difficult one and i really had to to dig deep to find sort of 10 f words that we could talk about so we'll we'll get straight to it with a great word i think which which i think all improv needs to be this ultimately uh, but the first word is fun. Oh, fun! Yeah, so it isn't improv fun. That's a that is a, something that uh, that I, that comes to mind um, when I when I think of um, of improv straight away. Um, I think like quite often people come into an improv class and they're not really sometimes when they're just starting and they just have no idea what to expect and then they just go go on in and have a great time and just come away feeling like they have had a lot of fun that is that is pretty yeah it's a pretty amazing thing yeah i think what's cool as well about improv is improv is clearly fun for those doing it as well as for those watching it, which doesn't always seem to be the case when you go to watch shows. Like it doesn't always look like people are into what they're doing, but I always feel with improvisers, you can really feel that they are having fun with what they're doing. Oh, definitely. Like I think, especially with um, comedic improv, you get so many laughs. And and I think that's whether you're um, performing a show or whether you're just um sort of getting together to rehearse or just try out a few games it's uh yeah i think it's, it's something that that's enjoyable and it, it's something that um i think yeah it keeps keeps people coming back as well yeah and i think maybe part of the fun comes from the performers themselves not knowing what's going to happen next so they're discovering the the joy the the story as it goes along Whereas, you know, if if you go in to see a play and the people, they're, they're saying the script, they've said the same script every day for the last however many weeks or months. So you might not get that same sense of fun. But when it's when it's an improv show of any kind, whether it's short form, long form or anything in between, the the performers 
are having the fun of creating in the moment. Mm, yeah, definitely. Like, I think there's definitely a, a kind of enjoyment in surprise and the not knowing. And that's why I think when you're just really yeah, fi finding things out in the moment and, and being surprised and delighted, um, that, that definitely brings a um a sense of sense of enjoyment and as i think like so sometimes when people come to improv and they they've got sort of a maybe like a serious day job or they're just you know taking life quite seriously just a chance to i guess like play with other people and do something that's um yeah i guess that you that you, you you might might not do otherwise just a kind of um enjoyment of sort of the, the things of sort of being together, being surprised, and um, a ch chance to maybe feel a bit freer as well. Yeah, definitely. Which um, will lead us nicely onto our next word. So we're going to go from fun to focus. What's your take on focus in improv? Ooh, I, I guess yeah. You, I mean, focus could be taken in quite quite a number of of different ways. I think like there's the kind of if you're working on a show and you you want to sort of focus on one aspect of it or kind of what you're um trying to show to to the audience i guess there's a kind of you know what 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 do you want your show to be what do you want the audience to experience what do you want um uh, maybe to work on so i guess like you could focus on particular skills and that's a quite quite a, an interesting thing to do especially when you're rehearsing and you're just I guess so used to um just sort of improvising your show and then you might think oh today I want to have a particular focus on object work or silences or um just sort of anything that you want to to bring like a skill to hone so there's there's kind of that that way of looking at focus it's what, what, one of many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a versatile word, isn't it? It is, it is. And, oh, that's a bit interesting. I'm wondering, wondering what the person who uh, yeah, su suggested it was uh, um, was going for. So I, I might not cover that at all. Um, I guess there's the, the kind of, yeah, focus as in like focusing on what you're doing in the moment on your scene partner. And I guess that brings in things like, um, yeah, just really listening um with great intensity to what uh what's being said before um your scene partners at sort of emotions and the, the look on their face and uh, everything like that and then using that as kind of a a way to yeah i guess like get yourself into being in the moment a little bit more and um really react and build off of what's uh what's gone before yeah, really, really good way of looking at things. When it comes to focus, for me, in terms of actually getting yourself focused, uh, I've spoken about this on the podcast before, leading up to a show, for at least 30 minutes before a show, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I just want to, mm. I just want to be left alone in my own thoughts to sort of prepare myself. Um, so I sort of take myself away from people generally before a show. I don't know why I do that. That's just my way of doing things, but it, it does help me to really sort of get myself ready to perform. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess um, 
because uh, I do online improv and and in person improv. I think like with with in person, yeah, quite often we use kind of uh, um, warm ups before a show to I guess kind of you know. Uh, shake off anything that's come before and now you're together as a group you're going to be um uh you know working working together and that's i guess where you need to get your kind of focus in and stop thinking about other things from your day start thinking about um what's gonna um uh be coming up your your show and yeah so um i think we use kind of like a, a variety of warm-up uh methods you know something physical maybe stretching and um a few little games to kind of get ourselves in tune with each other um which is which is always good and and then sometimes with uh with online shows might might do the same have a have a bit of a um time to connect i mean not not always doing a a series of of warm-ups but just a, a chance to kind of check in with each other and um yeah but sort of see see where you are and, and get ready for your show yeah i find when i do in person in particular that's when i really want to take myself away but i'm just thinking about it as we're talking and i think i'm working out why so the oikas for <laughs> example like there's a large portion of the oikas they just want to sort of get warmed up so they'll do some warm-ups but i often won't join in the warm-ups mm-hmm. um but i think i realize it's because most of the time the oikas perform we start with a pun game and mm. we share hosting responsibilities as a troupe so we all sort of introduce different games and because we start with the pun game and that's generally the game that i'm going to lead that means i introduce us to the audience so i think i like to clear my mind because i know i'm doing the intro so i like to step out there and, and have a clear mind so that some good stuff will come to me to introduce us to everyone. So it's it's not always as exactly just like the same. I don't always have like the same introduction for us. I just have a clear mind, step out, and then I'm going to introduce us to the audience in, in some fun way. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So I guess um, if you're you're introducing it and you're you're going first, it's it's more of like a kind of solo thing, and you're you're kind of focusing on what what you're going to do do solo rather than straight in straight into the group activities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow! Insight, insight into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> also, we—you uh, mentioned about the focus of like particular scenes and things like that. I always remember the very first time when I was in a long-form set where my character was the focus. So I was in the first scene with someone, but then everyone else made the entire set about my character. <laughs> so everyone that came on made sure that my character was there with them. So this whole scene played out and, and it was a pretty sort of deep and emotional scene. It had its funny moments, but it, it was pretty poignant. And it was the first time I'd ever been in a situation where everyone just made the entire set out of like what my character was going through. And it it was kind of fun. I mean, hard work to be the focus of the entire set because you have to do every single scene and really pay attention to what's going on. But it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, also yeah. I guess um, yeah, some like long form narratives. You might you know how it end up being the, the protagonist and um, uh, of a of a story. And yeah, it's quite quite interesting. So if you know if this story is is your your story, um, and I think yeah, also I guess um. When you when you're doing something like that, uh, maybe like 
group scenes as well, I think is something sort of where, where the audience focus um, is. So, you know, if you've got a, a lot of people on stage, you, you need to make sure that, um, you know, you don't have someone at, at the back waving their arms, someone at the front <laughs> waving their arms, you know, where, where, where are the audience looking, where, you know, what's going on, sort of sharing the space, which is a kind of, yeah, I guess another form of focus is to, to where are the audience going to be looking, um, uh, who are you, you going going to be um listening to and you might have like you know a restaurant scene where you move between you know different couples on a on on their tables so it's, it's quite interesting to kind of think about where to where and how to to share the space because even in in sort of that situation so you might have say three three sets of of people and you want to um sort of share the uh the focus in going from one conversation to another to another and it's kind of yeah be, being aware of your your surroundings and being aware of sort of when might be a good point to to jump on in and take the focus and also let other um players um sort of have that have their moment to shine and move between um yeah different different people different characters on stage nice so something we mentioned earlier on in that focus part as well was sort of deciding the focus for a particular session uh, stuff like that that leads nicely into the next word slash words because the next word is facilitate slash facilitator oh yes interesting yeah um yeah i guess i guess it's a it's an interesting one with um uh so things like um if you're rehearsing as 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 a troupe you know who um, might be the facilitator for um, particular rehearsals and sort of how you might share responsibilities for that or whether it's going to be the same person um, every time and and how to um, how to do that and I think like um, quite quite often in the in the early days of, of, a, of a troupe you might be working out like you know it is the same person going to be running the rehearsals every time do you take it in turns and if you do so how are you going to um make sure that that works um and one of my troops we have you know someone might take responsibility for uh certain parts of the the warm-up um and i think yeah it's, it's quite a quite a nice thing to to share or if someone has an idea of a particular uh back to focus um uh something to work on um that they, they have the, the opportunity to sort of help the, the troop grow and um run things that way and then um yeah again then also there's this kind of um with workshops in in general um with uh if you're facilitating things sort of make, making sure that everyone has a chance to be heard and everyone gets a a chance to to shine and sort of make making sure that no one is left out and everyone gets a chance to contribute yeah so i think when it comes to facilitating, see, I'm a teacher by trade. My day job is is that I'm a teacher. But when it comes to improv, I I am a facilitator. I, I I don't feel necessarily I teach improv because I tend to run drop-in sessions. So whether it's um, stuff I do online for Glossop Improv or whether it's the in-person stuff I do for Flitcher Funny Bone, you don't necessarily know who's going to be coming. You plan sessions that are going to be fun and you can change it on the fly depending on the level of people that turn up. 
but I'm not going in there to say, hey, here's a very specific thing that I'm going to teach you. I just sort of create a space where improv can happen and might step in and give a bit of side coaching here and there, depending on what it is. But I think if you are running a very specific workshop, then you're more of a teacher than a facilitator then. Or let's say someone wants to do improv. They sign up for a six-week um, beginner's course. Mm-hmm. In, I think in that situation, like the person running it, they are teaching. They're not just facilitating because here's someone saying, I don't really know what I'm doing. I want you to teach me how to do it. So, yeah, like a course like that or, or a, an intensive workshop, I think the people leading them can class themselves as more of a teacher than a facilitator. But a facilitator is someone more like me, I feel, in that we create the space and you can come and you can enjoy it, but I don't feel it's my job to necessarily teach you a specific skill. You can just sort of learn from doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like um, when, when you're facilitating something, like a, um, if I'm hosting like jams or, or evenings or things like that, you've got, um, I guess like a, a kind of responsibility for for things like um, like time, timekeeping make, making sure that people you know what one, one person isn't on the stage and then just 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 there for the whole time and no one else gets a go <laughs> it's yeah it's a kind of yeah interesting role to to hold a hold a space for um where, where people get to do what what they want to do yeah and they do link back to focus and fun um you know mm-hmm. Because even if it's a drop-in session, for example, that you're facilitating, often there's still a focus. Like I mm. might, I might say, "Well, make oh, this week we're going to work on sort of guessing games, or we're going to work on physical games or wordplay." Often there will be a focus to the sessions, and ultimately you're always trying to make it fun. Yeah, definitely. You you want people to come back. You want people to, um, or I, I particularly want people to to have a a good time and sort of come away. Um, feeling better than they did before because I think quite often in improv you, you people are like oh I didn't just just finished work didn't want to go out it's dark outside or you know it's um it, it, it's cold and I'm not I, I don't know if I'm in the mood really but then quite often when people have been to a session they've just really enjoyed themselves and they come away at much higher energy and and kind of foot full of enjoyment and I think that's the kind of a, a good thing to aim for. Yeah. Now, we've touched on this next one a little bit in our chat already, but the next word is forms. So different forms of improv. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of, yeah, for, forms of in different types um, of, of improv. So, yeah, I guess you've got short form, um, long form, and then uh also yeah i guess like um it's kind of like more more dramatic improv which i which i do as well um comedic narrative there's a yeah a lot to uh, different formats so yeah there's a there's a lot out there i think in in the improv um world and i think that's something like during, during the pandemic where um there's a more of an opportunity to study uh on, online with teachers from around the world and um you know get get to see how other people do things um i think that's quite quite a quite an interesting one a a chance to um try out 
different different forms of improv and um yeah see how they go yeah i I think some people are really good at knowing like the names for different types of improv as well, or different ways you're going to start like a long form set. Uh, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hear people like, oh, yes, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to be doing a Harold or I'm going to be doing a this or I'm going to be doing a that. And I always forget like what the intricacies of all these things are. I, I like, I guess it's more of a free form in, in <laughs> which it could be this or it could be that and i'll just go with the flow not necessarily knowing the the specific terms for what we just did to get this started <laughs> yeah i guess like yeah forms feeds into yeah i guess like foot format um and yeah the, the myriad of different formats that, that exist um out there so yeah i've done harolds and deconstructions and um all sorts of uh th things from that i think um i quite like the distinction between uh, sometimes dramatic and comedic um, improv. Um, think, think of these as kind of uh, uh, different forms. Because um, yeah, I've I've um, I've tried tried both. I think dr dramatic. I think gives you it almost feels like more like you're, you're kind of um, in a play. Um, it, sometimes it's quite uh, quite in interesting to do, and you're because like you're kind of examining humans and uh, the, the, the things they do and uh, emotions whereas um, comedic is, is uh, great as well so kind of get going for the laughs or just discovering um, you know th things that make people laugh surprise and recognition in the yeah yeah which also leads nicely into the, the next f word which is facial expression Oh, very good. Yeah, <laughs> well done, whoever came up with, with that one. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's what I find like um, when going on to uh, online uh, improv, especially you, you, a lot of focus is uh, well. I, I guess it de depends if you've got a lot of space to move around in, but um, quite often the camera is kind of focused on your face, and I think that's given like a quite a nice um, way of doing things actually because. Yeah, it's almost as though you are on camera, you you are are being filmed, and if it is just you know mainly looking, even though you might be moving around on screen and you're kind of looking at people's faces, it's, it gives more of an opportunity for like that one tiny raise of an eyebrow or that one you know kind of half smile um, to be seen by your your scene partner and kind of um, pick picked up on um a bit more so yeah that that i think that's been um very interesting uh sort of aspect of of online improv that you can can come right up to the camera and um or or be be further away um and in those movements um like a lot of focus is on the face and but uh yeah but also in uh in in, in person improv i think sometimes it's nice to have sometimes a, a bit of space to see a facial reaction um you know if if um just maybe like a, a few seconds of of silence and then you'll you'll see how someone reacts whether that's been um you know with with, with horror with with laughter with, with sadness it's um it's a yeah so having a nice nice bit of bit of space really where the audience focus will just be on 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 someone's face and their facial reactions yeah some good thoughts uh, a slightly random note about facial expressions i recently mm -hmm. uh discovered that 
when you have a picture taken traditionally sort of here in the UK, you're made to say cheese. Mm. Uh, but I've learned that that is not the best facial expression uh, for a picture because when you say cheese, you get a nice smile, but you're only getting a nice smile. But if you say the word yes, then your eyes smile as well as your mouth. Um, oh, wow. So that's something for people to think about. Just give it a little try. If you say cheese, your mouth moves. You say yes, your, your sort of eyes pop a little bit as you say it. Oh, that's a, that's a, I uh, saw something on um, uh, online where they took pictures of people before and after they were told they were beautiful. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> you, you see the picture, pictures after and they... Um, and they have the most yeah beautiful like genuine reaction uh smiles so maybe maybe the the ideal is to say you're beautiful now say yes and then, <laughs> then take a picture <laughs> yeah facial expressions are really important for any kind of performing really because sometimes the best things are the things that aren't said with words and your face is a big part of of telling that i think oh definitely yeah like you can convey so many different emotions and um and i think it, like in in reactions as well um there's a lot of comedy in having you know the, the reaction you wouldn't expect um and just ha having that um sort of shown on someone's face is great like oh we've we've run out of milk today and then someone's like oh my goodness and they're, they're you know their eyes widen and they're uh, um, the the jaw drops and um, yeah and, and even without words that I think that uh, sometimes that, that that can that can look great I mean in, in conjunction with uh, sort of moving 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 around but um, yeah the the, fa the face can say, show so much yeah I'm just thinking as well as as me as a teacher when I'm in the classroom sometimes you know I won't say anything if I want them. If, if I want to get something like, oh, I need the class to be quiet, but I don't want to have to raise my voice, I'll just give them a certain look. Or I might <laughs> raise an eyebrow if if someone's sort of doing something they shouldn't be doing and they realize I've clocked them. I won't say anything. I'll just raise a little eyebrow, sort of change my facial expression a little bit. So little things like that, um, just in life, I feel you can you can sort of do a lot with a facial expression that doesn't need words. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think so. As I think, think back to to photos. I think I definitely have a, a photo face. Um, <laughs> for, for like, anyone who who's seen seen my photos, I've, um, I maybe I look the same same in same in every photo, but um, I hope, hopefully it looks quite 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 happy. <laughs> I was thinking about like like publicity photos as well for for like improv. Uh, improv shows i think that that's that's another thing isn't it well like, i guess you're um if you're having a photo as a, a group or a, a troop you want um you know the what's on your face to maybe say something about your show or like about the characters in the show so it's, yeah, it's a interesting thing to think think about how how you um how you your image is captured forever or for for the run of some posters and uh that's what everyone's going to see as the first impression for your for your show or your your uh yeah your brand i used to have a really weird goal in life that sadly i don't think i ever achieved but i used to go to a lot of theme parks when i was younger so uh so sort of like alton towers uh, blackpool pleasure beach things like that and i loved posing for the cameras 
that took pictures of you whilst you're on the ride. So I would I would clock where the cameras are from sort of previous visits and I'm like, right, I'm gonna make sure that my picture is is an amazing picture. Because always as you were queuing up to go on the rides, there were pictures of people sort of because it's saying hey uh you know smile for the camera and then there's always pictures of people and it was it was a goal of mine for a long time to be one of the pictures on the board that um was showing these people having a good time <laughs> but i think i realized as i got older oh i think all of those pictures are staged <laughs> like i don't think oh. <laughs> there was one time i was in blackpool and i was on a ride called the avalanche and it was a really quiet day. There was no one else there. I'd worked out where the camera was. I went seven times in a row. I just got off, <laughs> ran around, jumped back on seven times in a row. And every time gave it a different pose to the camera. And I was like, surely one of these has got to get on the, uh, <laughs> on the but it never did. Oh, wait, but maybe you should email the marketing department for the thing. <laughs> how, how does one become a, a, a poster? <laughs> a poster for that ride. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so moving on to our next word, our next word is freedom. Oh, freedom. Yeah, that, that's a very good word. Um, I think, yeah, like it's a, I think if you're with it within a scene, you've kind of got, you've got a, a mixture of things or um, within it in a show to kind of, I guess it links back in, into format really that, you know, are, are you going to follow a particular format? Um, which might be your kind of, you know, framework for how things are going to um, go within the show. And then how much freedom you have to to do or say whatever you want. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is a, a bit bit of a, a mixture depending on what kind of show you're, you're doing and what, what format you're following as to how much um, freedom, I guess, like the, the individual has um, within the within that structure. Yeah. Also, it it could mean sort of just the freedom to get out of your head, just, mm. just get back in touch with your inner child, stop being a serious adult and just have the freedom not to worry about about what other people are thinking about what you're going to do, because we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to have a good time. And there's a certain amount of freedom in that feeling, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think. um yeah, like get, getting yourself in, into a state where you're, um, I guess, like a kind of almost like a state of flow, uh, the chance not to think about, you know, too much about the past, the future or, or anything. And you're just concentrating um, on what's going on in, in the moment is um, definitely a great gift of, of improv. And yeah, I guess like f feeling free to, you know, if, if you're if you're doing an exercise and you know, make a funny face or, um, uh, you know, move in a, um, in, in a fun way. That's, I guess it, yeah, I guess that's, um, does have a, a kind of sense of, of being freeing and, um, uh, enjoyable and not, yeah, not, not feeling so restricted, more of a, yeah, a chance to, um, to be playful. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people that love improv, but they would never do it. So they'll come and they'll watch shows and they'll always support, but they'll always say, oh, you'd never get me up there. And I sort of feel sorry for them that they will never experience that level of freedom of just getting up there and, and really just letting yourself loose and just enjoying the moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, 
that's like I've had people say to me like, oh, I could never do that or um oh no I, I don't don't think it's me and then to de to them I really encourage them just to give it a try just you know go along to a, a, a beginner's class or a taster session um and yeah I've um I've run work workshop before where there are people who um just were, were kind of quite unsure um or uh, another thing is like yeah I guess that they're having thoughts about what it is and what they would have to have to do and um I guess kind of guessing without even trying and then I kind of like imagining worst case scenarios so it's it's quite quite interesting then to have the um people who are a bit unsure about it and then just just have them experience a um a session or a few games or even and then um yeah I've had just just really positive feedback afterwards that, that they've um they they've enjoyed it and yes they would definitely do it again so i think yeah i think half of it is um just getting getting someone through the door to to try it and just not having those um or like kind of just getting them to put aside any preconceived ideas and just you know be, be open to, to trying and then they'll, they'll probably um come away uh, loving it and um then we'll see them in <laughs> for the years to come on the stage <laughs> and, and if not then at least they've they've, they've tried something um yeah, so well, well done for that yeah. <laughs> yeah now the next word could be taken a few different ways i think the next word is freezing Ooh, freezing oh yeah well, I, I guess that um so yeah uh so I guess like tying into the last one, like what what are people's fears of um, uh, um, so it's from that that kind of uh, way? It's like yeah, another thing that um, that people say like oh no, I, I couldn't do it. I freeze on stage because I don't know what to say. Um, so I guess there's kind of that that way to to look at it. And to those people, I'd say your team have got your back. <laughs> Yeah. You you can you can stand on stage in a frozen position and um, people will make it. You know that that is the worst case scenario and it's it's not going to happen. Um, so it's you know e even if it did, everything would be fine. Um, and that's what you find like once you're yeah more kind uh, of kind of in the moment, things just come come to you to uh, to say so like. I guess like yeah, I guess that's a fear some people have, like when they haven't done done improv, but they think, oh, I just stand on stage and then I'd be um, absolutely uh, frozen with nothing to say. But you will have things to say. I tell you. That. Yeah, it's interesting because as as an actor, if you freeze and and you've got a specific thing that you need to be saying, that's a very different experience because there's there's lighting and sound people relying on you saying certain things. There's there's other people with lines that they could only say once your lines being said but in improv it really doesn't matter because as you say someone will have your back you can just stand there and do nothing and that will be a thing because it's it's not a preconceived thing it's not supposed to be a specific thing it is what it is in the moment and if you freeze that's part of what that performance is yeah yeah per perfect this um yeah, so so nobody worry about freezing in that way that's what, that's what, because it will become something and then i guess yeah, the other thing freeze makes me think of it like yeah game, games like freeze tag uh you know t t tagging people tagging people out um and that's always a, a kind of yeah good good fun uh games to play so yeah you might have people doing a scene um and then 
they they get to themselves into some kind of weird physical position and then you shout freeze <laughs> and then you tag one out and and carry on um playing um f- from from that position which is yeah it's, it's always good fun to play and i think another way to interpret freezing is online improv <laughs> when people are <laughs> freezing and their cameras are ring and you trying to do a scene <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I always, always forgot that way, that way of of, uh, of freezing. That's, um, it's quite, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because I, I guess I, everyone, everyone knows it might happen when you do uh, do or, or online improv, and like, yeah, I've, I've seen it uh, covered in a you know myriad of of of, of different ways. You know, the, the the person can be a ghost. The the person can. Um, uh, yeah, like you can change it so that you are on a on a video call, or someone's you know might might be a scene where someone's uh, videoing in from outer space, and there's a um, there's a connection issue, um, and then I guess as well as freezing, someone might might disappear, and that's your chance to jump in and do a monologue. You know, it's a yeah, there there are ways of of of, uh, of covering it, but um, uh, yeah, I think I, I ideally. It it wouldn't happen, but we all know it does. The the the, in, the internet is a funny thing. <laughs> I think often the person that is frozen doesn't know that they're the frozen person as well, so they're just carrying on doing things, and then all of a sudden there's like an extra person in their scene, and they're like, "Hold on, that doesn't make any sense to what was going on," because they don't realise, "Oh, you've been frozen for about thirty seconds." Others have jumped in to try and help, so it can, uh, yeah, it can cause all sorts of uh, uh, all sorts of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, just treat it as something to be a bit mischievous with, I think, and then um, you you know, if 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 that that scene is seen and then. Someone might come online to to uh, edit that, and then you know maybe be a news newscaster explaining away you know what why why that's happened. It's a um, yeah. I, th- I think you just treat treat it as a a bit of fun. I mean, it does have its um, frustrations, especially if you're in a kind of narrative long form uh, situation because everything you've missed is you know bit, you you you're you're, build, you're building a story based on what what's happened before, and um, yeah, if, if someone gets sort of kicked out of a, a Zoom room or just misses lots of things and it's um then it makes it more more difficult to uh sort of carry on uh coherently but um yeah i think is everyone's got each other's back so it's um uh yeah so so, so sometimes a freeze could, could be funny just work, worked into a scene um yeah there, there, there are ways around it i i still love online improv regardless of any freezing i'm just gonna say that now. yeah me too 100 <laughs> percent. i i'm I'm definitely team online improv. <laughs> uh, okay, next word slash words because they're two together here. We've got flashbacks or flash forwards. Oh yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, these are, are great tools. I think um, in a um, in in improv, I think like you can yeah establish what what's going on on in the scene and then yeah just bringing it into the past or um or into the future uh if you look at it from a, a comedic way you know it's you can might be escalating you know what what is the funny thing and it gets more and more extreme each time you're flashing um forward into the into the future uh, or you can use it in kind of a, a dramatic improv where you've got a scene going on between um 
two people and um it might be kind of like relationship based and then you know you'll, you'll go back into the past and see why someone might have said what they've said um or why they've ended up in a in a situation um that they're in it kind of yeah re reveals more more um more depth i think um yeah so i think they're great tools to use and very 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 interesting yeah i don't think i can add anything to that really that pretty much covers flash yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i'll move on to the next the next word on there so five things is what's what's next on ah. what's your take on five things? oh so <laughs> so so to get so the game five things is it yeah it's um I think yeah, it's a fun game to kind of get you out of your your head. Um, like I usually use it as a part of warm ups. Um, so yeah, so what one person might say, uh, Emma T, give me five things you would take on holiday, and then everyone counts up and and does the five things as you, as you say it. Um, it's a chance to, you know, you you can say whatever comes to your mind. So it's kind of. Um, because you're you're saying it quite quickly, just a chance to to stop overthinking and just you know, get get yourself in the zone for for saying what quickly co comes into your mind. And it, it might might get some laughs. It it might not. And uh, the the um yeah the the look on your face, coming back to facial expressions, the the kind of thinking look you see on people's faces when they're, when they're, when they're doing this is uh, is quite is quite fun as well. Going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the one I see get gets people more confused is the version of it where instead of you saying like what the category is, you say what the answer is, and then they have to come up with five categories that that might be the answer for. Ooh, I haven't played that. Oh, that's that's a very good game. Yeah, it so, sounds great. So it's like okay, five categories where apple might be the answer, and then they'd have to uh, the fruit, computer type. Um, <laughs> Uh, things you can throw at people. What in the was stock. given to? Yeah. <laughs> what was given to stay away? Yeah, things you things you can throw at people and juggling items. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's a, a fun a fun version of the game. Which you can, yeah, welcome. Well, to I, I, I was actually yeah, I was laughing whilst I was I was saying that. That's a very fun version. I'm gonna gonna take that away and. Uh... <laughs> 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 introduce that to everyone who's the five categories <laughs> okay so we're coming up to our last f now now i don't actually expect you to know a lot about this last f uh, but i'll explain why i put it in there because the last f is flinch a funny bone so flinch a funny bone is the the improv community that i run with seki up here in, in north wales but the reason i put it in there is because i wanted to discuss the name of the actual the actual name of any improv sort of company or community out there because when we came up with flinch and funny bone it took a lot of a lot of thinking <laughs> we knew that we wanted to have uh our improv community set up in the area and we live in the county of flincher and we went through so many different names before I finally sort of said, oh, Flincher, Funny, Flincher, Funny Bone. Oh, uh, Flincher, Funny Bone. And then we were like, yeah, that's the one. So I just wanted to talk to you about the importance of names for all of the different 
uh, improv communities out there and if you've been involved ever in sort of coming up with a name for for groups companies that sort of thing yeah i think like um i think the main naming thing i've been involved with quite a lot is um you have a troop and you need a name for the troop so that's um i mean my 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 own MT improv facebook page is quite original because it's just uh, no, unori- unoriginal no uh, well <laughs> it's, it's just you know it, it's easy it's, it's uh, MT of, of my name but um for other troops and things i i've um been in it's yeah, been quite an interesting uh kind of way on how you agree especially if it, it's something where you know it's, it's not one person saying this is it it's a, a group of people okay we want to we want to put some, something together we want to uh have a have a name um for a troop and one quite quite interesting and fun way of um doing it i think um so i did some teams i was in some teams with improv college based in canada uh, which is run by vinnie francois online and um for some of the troops we had there um kind of after a couple of sessions like this virtual online whiteboard is put up and everyone can just add their ideas and you just have a set amount of time not not very long you know maybe five ten minutes to just get anything that you you think would be a good name for the troop um and everyone just writes it at the same time and then then you go to kind of like a voting system where you can uh circle the ones that you that you in uh sort of enjoy or, or think like might reflect the group or might be a good name for the troop and then once it's whittled down to its kind of like final couple then you will sort of uh yeah pri- private message Vinny with your, your vote and then whoever um whichever one has, has the most is the name of the, of the troop um so that, that was a very fun and um enjoyable way to kind of come up with a troop name <laughs> <laughs> And that, yeah, that, that was just based on you know you you have a set set amount of time to 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 put things down like what what is in your head. Um, other troops I'm in, um, so we have one where our show is called uh, Yesterday with Gene Farragut, and so we kind of unoriginally took the name Farragut and became the Farraguts. So that that is our our troop troop name. Um, yeah, I've got Emma T and Baylor, which is my uh, also just named after the, the names. So I, I, I don't, yeah, I guess I, I don't really know if, if I'm the best person to ask. I've come up with the the, the best um, the best ideas, but I think it is a kind of yeah in, interesting um, sort sort of thing. The the way we did it with Vinny, I think, was the the quickest and easiest um, way when it's like a, a, a group of people and you're just like okay let's let's get let's get some ideas down and like some some of the thoughts and ideas might be kind of based off of um things you uh so in that particular uh example you might have been playing together for a while already and um had some some fun scenes and it might be something from from the scenes or um it might be about the kind of the energy the the, the troop has it's uh yeah it's quite a um an interesting interesting way to do it i find that i have explained where the oikas name came from like a gazillion times anytime the oikas do a performance there's at least sort of five people that will come up afterwards oh go on then so how did you get your name i've just (laughs) told the story so many times i've told it on this podcast so many times as well (laughs) um but yeah I, i love it when names just sort of organically happen 
it could be really random, but for those that are in something, they're like, oh, well, obviously that will be the name. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like so sometimes if one person might have a a, a good idea and say, like, oh, we should call it you know, this, and then and then you're like, oh, that would be great, but we need to add the word. You know, you're basically yes sounding what your your team team okay. name is. It's like, um, yeah, so yeah, I think it is a an an interesting uh, process, and I and I guess if you're naming, uh, I guess like a company or uh, kind kind of troop, there's also the um, the kind of like are there a million other you know a band uh, an actress uh, you know are, are there millions and millions of other people or companies or uh, things with the same name so if someone searches on Google for you that then they're, they're not going to get to you um, anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess before setting anything up it's always important just to just to check does that thing already exist or did mm. it exist at some point? Is it still someone's property? Um, just little things like that. But I'm fortunate that my name, my name, Ian Luke Jones, that is my actual name. In general, I don't go around using my middle name, but mm. sort of to do anything in entertainment, when, whether it was when I was back sort of in my band days or now I'm doing improv and voice acting and things like that. My full name, Ian Luke Jones, it isn't taken by anyone else. I have that simple handle on all of my social media my actual website is just ianlukejones.com i'm like it's great it's just my name and i, di I didn't have to fight for it yeah perfect hmm, maybe i should change my name to ian luke jones <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, i've already got it yeah too late <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think that's great like yeah, when, you, when you've got something and you know it's uh it that, that that's it it's kind of in individual people search for you that that's what they're they're, they're gonna find um yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. I think it's quite a, a nice thing to, you know, if, if you say what your troop name or what, what your name is, that that people know that it's that it's you. Well, we have completed our list of Fs, so I'm going to finish with one final word with an F and just say thank you very much. That was fantastic. Yay! Fantastic. Thank. For, well, that's th. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so for having me on the podcast today <laughs> just before we go just uh, remind everyone where they can find you doing improv or just your online presence just share anything you want to share oh perfect yes so um my originally named uh mt improv facebook page and now also on um instagram just signed up um uh there's mt and baylor pages um and uh, also for a number of other troops I run, but if you go to MIT Improv, you'll pretty much find links to everything else from there. Um, and the MIT Improv YouTube channel. There you go, just some some name dropping. There we go. <laughs> well, see you, you there. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone, go check out uh, MIT uh, online and connect with her. Uh, and uh, if you get a chance, uh, do some improv with her because uh, she's a fantastic uh, force in the improv world. Thank you so much. Well, there we go. Another fantastic episode there, uh, breaking down the A to Z, focusing on the letter F today. Massive thanks to Emma T for coming on. I love having these chats. I, I love the fact that I know I have the list in advance and I can look at the list and think, oh, this is what we'll talk about. But then sometimes people have a different perspective. They bring up things I wouldn't expect to talk about. And then through those conversations, I think of new things which I hadn't thought about before. So I just love chatting about all things improv and i love doing it through the a to z series 
focusing on the different letters. So uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed having that conversation. We've got loads of great guests coming up over the coming weeks and months. We've got some more A to Z episodes coming up. We've got some brand new guests, some returning guests for different reasons. So yeah, keep coming back for your improv fix because we've got loads of great stuff coming your way. If you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene, then all of the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on X and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. If you want to follow this show specifically, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast and you'll find all things that you need for this show. Uh, most importantly, the link for the show if you need it. If you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make arrangements as soon as possible. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify, then please give us a five-star rating, a lovely little review because it's little things like that that really help to boost the show and get our name out there. If you want to follow me on social media, then you can find me on pretty much all forms of social media, including Facebook, X, Instagram, uh, <laughs> YouTube, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I always forget what they are, I should write them down. Uh, but uh, if you want to just go to my website, which is ianlukejones.com, then that is the best way to access all things me. That's I-A-I-N, lukejones.com. Please come along, check out my website. I've got loads of great uh, blogs that I've been working on recently, so I'd love that you can go check them out, give them a little share, uh, and get in touch, tell me what you think of my website. That would be wonderful, thank you. Now then, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Again, thanks for listening. I do really appreciate those of you that keep coming back for more. And if it's the first time you're listening, then I appreciate you as well. And I hope you come back for more. But before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv. And yes, and...